Hello everyone and welcome to the first official episode of the Two Piece in a Podcast. Jingle! Jingle jingle time. Peace, peace, peace in a podcast. <laughs> okay, so on this episode, Caitlin and I will be doing Chinese New Year baking in order to explore some of our cultural heritage, which seems Fitting, seeing as Chinese New Year is in two days. By the time we publish it, it would have passed. So happy, happy belated Xinyan to all of y'all. Yeah, what she said. Yeah, we can Chinese. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be making egg tarts today, a traditional Cantonese snack. And we'll be talking a little bit and exploring our own cultural experiences and heritage and also learn something new from each other because while Caitlin cooks, I bake. And so today we'll be learning a bit about baking and hopefully next time I can learn a little bit from Caitlin about cooking. So this will also be an ultimate test of friendship as one of us is going to be reading the instructions while the other person is mixing the ingredients and only like the, the, that person's gonna be the only one that's going to be able to see what they're doing. So Yeah, so the person giving the instructions won't be able to see what's going on. So stay tuned. <laughs> okay, so how we're deciding to do this is that I am going to make the pastry crust while Caitlin reads me the instructions. Oh, Caitlin doesn't like the word crust. <laughs> and then I will, I will read out the instructions to Caitlin as she makes the custard. Yes, but I will not be watching her while um, she yep. makes her oh, part right. of the recipe. So we are using a tasty recipe. We're just gonna start. Okay, tell me what to do. Few moments later. So have you ever had egg tarts before? I think I'm not. Are you kidding? Yeah, that's know, crazy. I, I think growing up in Hong Kong, I've always, I've always been quite picky. Now that our departure date from Hong Kong is nearing, I'm trying to realize, you know, there's a lot of good food that I missed out on simply because I uh, was picky. So I've never had an egg tart. I've never had like anything red bean related, just cause like, like any like red bean desserts. Yeah, I don't like red bean either. Yeah. Yeah, we're picky like that. During New Year's, because my family's from like Northern China, we just eat like dumplings and like very meat-based things as opposed to like seafood or like nian nian you, right? Like not really that big a thing in my family. So yeah. What are the like New Year's traditions that you have other than just money? We usually just go eat um, lunch and dinner at my grandparents' place. So both on my mom and my dad's side. And yeah, lots of good food. And then of course we have to say like the Sunny yes, as you can see, I we have two different dialects here. That's my go-to. No, but also like living in Hong Kong, I never actually like learned to speak Kanto, which slightly embarrassing. Oh yeah, like usually when I go back to my hometown we'll buy poop loads. Nice. Poop loads of fireworks and like firecrackers and stuff like that. Because Northern China has a lot of open space, not a lot of people. Tim Moy cold. Good food, good vibes. Drinking is a very big thing. Although, you know, of course, I I didn't indulge in that until this year, seeing as I had only recently turned legal. Also, for some kitchen ASMR gloves. We're not turning this into an ASMR channel. <laughs> it's not happening. The, it's what the people want. Is it? Uh, you know, the, that's that's up for the people to decide. <laughs> Why do you feel 
disconnected from your Chinese oh, heritage. <laughs> okay, well, first, you heard me speak Chinese earlier. That, that is pretty telling. True. Second of all, I have a US passport. So for me, being Chinese is always just, you know, an extra adjective or like- Secondary. Yeah, it was just of like a, a character trait. So you, really... feel, you feel more American than Chinese. Mm -hmm. Yes, this is humanities too, again, but yes. <laughs> I don't know, for me, it's like I've always. Do you feel in... disconnected? I guess because I've always lived in Asia, but the thing is, I've always been moving around. Like I lived in Shanghai and then Taipei, and then finally came back to Hong Kong, which is where my entire family is. And like my cousins also live in the UK and stuff. So whenever we come together, there's like a cultural disconnect from the older generations. I never really felt connected. I feel like my brother understands and practices Chinese culture and traditions a lot better than I do. And I also grew up in a lot of international schools like my entire life. So I was never in that setting, I guess. And because I never grew up around my family that much, I never really had those traditions. Like, so like, what do you think is like the main experiential difference between like your coming of age and that of your brother? I think- Shout out Jonathan. Hey, hey Jonathan, if you're listening to this. <laughs> my brother grew up a lot more in Hong Kong in the same place as my, like my relatives and my grandparents. He grew up around that setting for a solid like 10 years or more before we moved. So when he was really young, those cultural practices were already instilled in him and they came kind of like naturally and he was able to practice it with my grandparents and with my aunts and uncles and stuff. But I wasn't able to because I only saw them like for a couple days a year. And so it was really hard for me to kind of accept those Chinese traditions as a part of myself. My other relatives can confidently say that they're from Hong Kong and they feel like a greater connect to the city and the culture here, whereas I don't. Because surprisingly, like the cultures in Shanghai, Taipei, and Hong Kong are actually very different. True. So I never really adapted to that. Do you think you'll come back to Hong Kong in the future? I... Like other than just like family gatherings, of course. Initially, I thought so. Like. Living here in these past four years, I realized how much I actually like the city and I like that it's a mix of East and West and I like how it's very metropolitan. But with the current political situation yeah. that I believe will only deteriorate in the coming years, I probably will not return to Hong Kong. And I think that eventually my family would leave as well. But yeah, what about your family? Yeah, that's fair, right? I was, so, okay, my family like is not from Hong Kong. We like moved here about 14 years ago. And I was talking to my dad about this earlier today because I like I asked him what his plans were gonna be after I go to college, mm -hmm. and he said like, could probably stay in Hong Kong a couple more years, but like probably just be like Boston or something. And I was like, oh, of all places, Boston, right? But you know, there's not really. Like, he doesn't really have much of a connection to the city other than the fact that he like works here. I think for me, it's a place that I've definitely fallen in love with, and it's something that I think is very unique. But I, I just don't think that like I can see myself here in the future just because it feels a bit small considering the fact that it's like <laughs> spatially very small, but also just like in terms of like population, right? Like you it's, wanna go somewhere bigger. Yeah, you know, like I'm a I'm a big city girl. No, but also like no, it's just like <laughs> the fact that you can like get from like the beach to the city in like 20 minutes. Like I think it's convenient, but I feel like it doesn't feel like I'm actually able to like disconnect from anyone or anything. I feel like growing up having your own spaces. Importante. So how do you feel when you're like interacting with your relatives and stuff and with like that culture clash? Mm. Between, like being American and being Chinese. So like 
my I mean, like my my family like views me as like the American one. Like they're always just like, oh, like you know, yeah, like, me too. Caitlin's like so American. That white girl. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm literally like the like the white one of the family. And also like it makes sense because my Chinese is like bad, right? But like I feel like for some of my relatives, it's something that they just like admire about me, even though like it's not something that like I chose. Yeah, like just like having an American passport. And I think like that's quite telling of what that means for people in terms of the opportunities I'll have in the future. And such. Mm, that's American not dream. a lot of you know, American dream home too. Shout out, Mr. Longry. <laughs> Should we check back on the the peas? I'm gonna I'm gonna start calling our audience that. <laughs> our audience being like the teachers that have to grade us. <laughs> they're forced to they're forced to listen to this. Also, not all of our podcasts are gonna be uh, food related, although likely that it's a large part of our identity it is a, an important part of our relationship few moments later okay this next step we're working to see okay wait this is so symbolic of you know our we, we had to trust each other so you learn from each other <laughs> and now now we're working together yeah we trusted the process the the tarts worked and okay, now no, we think they worked we think they worked <laughs> dude we should just like do this after like every college decision you know all right We'll update you once the egg tarts are out of the oven. <laughs> One eternity later. So, update. <laughs> we are going to taste test the egg tarts. So you guys can't see the egg tarts, but um, we uh, may have used a bit too much butter. A and, bit too much egg. And maybe, that's, <laughs> maybe around double. And, and, then, and that's definitely showing through um, <laughs> like the top of it. It looks like we tried to like make it more aesthetically pleasing by adding something to the middle. But, but we that's didn't. actually just, just happened. No, but I think that's just the egg like cooking faster than like the yeah. rest of it. Um, <laughs> but this has definitely been a learning experience. And this is also gonna be my first egg tart. So I guess we'll see. Yeah, all right. Yeah, all right. Cheers. Three, two, one. I think not bad. The pastry is actually really good. I mean, it might have fallen apart, but flavor wise, I think it's good. I think like the pastry like texture is good though. I can't really taste the custard. Mm. The taste is quite good though. Considering this is our first time making this and we weren't able to help each other and we kind of messed up the measurements. How'd you rate it? I'd, I'd rate it very highly. I'd give it like a nine out of 10 because you're the one that it needs. Oh, okay, 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 <laughs> okay. Oh. No, but that's actually like very good for a first egg tart experience. Yep. I'm proud of us. Go team. Julie. It was nice, I think, to be able to like get together and create from scratch a typical Chinese snack for Chinese New Year that Caitlin has never tried and just mm -hmm. to be able to like discuss our cultural experiences and you know our reasons for feeling disconnect from Chinese culture and kind of like bonding over that and egg tarts and for tea. Sure. Like especially because this is our last year in Hong Kong. Yeah. I think it's important that we actually give ourselves the opportunities to experience and appreciate the culture past just the buildings and the lights and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But actually just like the food, the people, the culture. Mm-hmm. All that. Yeah. Take a take a shot every time we said culture today. <laughs> cultural yeah. heritage, cultural experience. Uh, third culture. Culture. <laughs> culture. Culture. Period. Culture. Okay, that's enough culture from us today. <laughs> stay cultured. Right. Stay safe. Stay well. We will see you the next episode. We need a better outro than that. Yeah, we do. That will do for now. Okay. Bye. Bye. bye.